The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 380. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside. He only does everything. Colin Moriarty. It's good to be here with you, Greg. It's good to be here. I miss you sometimes. I know. I never see you ever. Over here, the best beer in the business and the never-rotating third chair, the one and only Marty Sleeve. I did it. I came back. Some said it was impossible. I know. I don't think I've ever done two weeks in a row. Well... That's all I want to change. <laughs> You've got to do it from now on. It's yeah. your life now. This is my life. This is my. I'm shackled. You are. Like Ben Kingsley. Don't think he was ever shackled. I was going to say, what movie was that? I don't remember. Gandhi? That. Did Gandhi shackle himself to anything? I'm sure he probably did. Yeah, at some point. Yeah, to yeah. protest some hunger. What about yeah. the Mandarin? Was he, he The was Mandarin. Shackled? Yeah, he had he shackled, shackled with uh, rings, ma- magical rings. That's true. Were they magical? Uh, was no, we're, we're talking about Iron Man three, not the not uh, Mandarin like in I we're spoilers going... for Iron Man three. Everybody, sorry. Deep lore. Yeah, he was a thespian in that movie. He was spoilers yeah. for Iron Man three. Sorry oh. if you're getting ready to watch them all right Ooh, now. You. Also, Jesse dies in the original Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Just letting you know some things that happen in the movie. I remember, Colin. So the one I do remember. Yeah, it's the penultimate episode for you and I. It is. I this love that is, word. Ladies and gentlemen. Some, some people probably don't even know what that word means. We warned you, ladies and gentlemen, that Colin and I had quit IGN. We didn't warn you on that part. We told you we quit IGN. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't and really then, give you any warning, actually. No, that was actually, that's pretty much the opposite of what we did there. <laughs> yeah. But then we said we we didn't have many beyonds left. We would inform you so you could prep. You could you could get questions into beyond.ign.com. Next week, episode 381 is Colin and Greg's final podcast beyond as regulars i'm sure mm-hmm. we'll pop up another Absolutely. another time here or there uh and then marty takes the keys and does whatever he does yeah. in this speedboat beauty yeah. just it's just be, it's all movie spoilers it's just all mandarin spoilers <laughs> uh yeah next week's uh next week's episode is gonna be special uh it's gonna be a specialer version Ooh. we got secrets planned that these two don't even know they don't about. they won't tell us what they're doing no, no. We, we keep arguing about how we want the show to look and they're no, like no, no we no, have plans no, for it. you can't secrets. do that you uh, cannot do it that way yeah. no we promise you uh following tuesday uh we'll be back up yep yeah 1 p.m I can't promise 1 p.m. No, you can't. I try to promise 1 p.m. Yeah. Somewhere in the world at 1 p.m. this podcast Somewhere. will be a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's how it goes. At 1 p.m. on a Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Get ready. Uh, obviously, send in questions to beyond at IGN.com. Questions, stories, whatever you want to send in for our final episode so we have stuff to talk about. Limericks. Yeah. Don't do limericks, probably. Don't do a limerick. I don't feel like that. But I mean, you know, you know, want to know what's, what's Colin's favorite color. He'll tell you on the final yeah, episode. I don't, that's the big one. It's plaid. It is plaid. I did like that today your headphones are matching your shirt. That's, that's pretty dope. Oh, I thought those were your girlfriend's headphones. They are. Yeah. Now they're his. Now he likes them too much. They just become yours. Yeah, they're basically just mine now. Yeah. She gets mad at me because she's like, gross. I want your own headphones. And I'm, I'm like, watching Glade. I'm watching Glade. Leave me alone. Um, 
So, uh, Marty, before we get into it, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Bloodborne because yeah. Bloodborne. Um, you went to uh, Japan to see yeah. the game. Now, th- this is kind of a cool – I think that this is the last thing that will – I was telling this to Greg before. I think this is the last thing that will go live on the site other than Beyond, of course, that like I had some my fingers on at some point. Mm-hmm. And I was glad to see that this finally worked out for you because yep. I was having conversations with Sony a long time ago yeah, about getting yeah. Bloodborne on IGN first. It was some start and go and touch and go, I guess you would call touch it. And, and then go. Ryan, uh, Ryan McCaffrey took it over, and you guys took it over, and uh, and you went there. So how is how is it going so far? What what do you think? I mean, what can you tell us uh, yeah. about the game? Yeah, I definitely. I, I alluded at it before. There was a lot of speculation about what I saw when I went there. A lot of people thought it was Gravity Rush Two. It was not Gravity Rush Two. That would've been funny if you went over there for Gravity Rush That'd Two. Been that would've been kind of necessary. But yeah, it was great. We went to uh, From Software for a day, and then uh, Sony Japan for a day. Uh, obviously, the big thing that's currently on the site is uh, the first 18 minutes in full. We, we snipped out some loading screens. We breezed through the character select screen because we're uh, we're doing something with that later on. Sure. There's but, a lot to IGN first. Can you come lot. back? It's, a, it's IGN.com on the entire month. It's a, it's a full month. And I don't know how many days are in this February. I don't know how February's work. 28 usually. But is yeah. it a leap year thing? I don't know. Take? It could be one of those. 28. Not a leap year. Um yeah, the first 18 minutes are incredible. Check it out. Uh, obviously, a lot of uh, you know PS4 owners are very excited for that game. And even if you're not, if you're not a Souls fan, you got to look at this because uh, if anything, it's very pretty. The I soul still burns, Greg. Yeah, the soul still burns. <laughs> no, I wasn't a big Souls fan either. Mm-hmm. Not either, because you are a big Souls sure. fan. I, don't know why I, like that. I wasn't fan. a big Souls fan. Yeah. And playing Full Bloodborne, stop. totally. I'm totally into this. Yeah. And I don't it's, know what it's a little bit faster. It is. It's definitely a little bit faster. Uh, the gun helps. Right? Yeah, the gun helps. The gun's sort of in place of the shield, but uh, people don't have to worry. That's not too. The game's not easy. The game's not dumbed down. The sure. game's tough. I died a lot. Uh, the game's a lot of fun. We have a lot of. We have some making up, uh, making of uh, sort of behind the scenes docs coming up. We have uh, deep dives into combat. We have some reveals. Uh, I have a big hands-on preview going up uh, Tuesday. Ooh. That's now. It's up. Wait, it's up now. Go read it. Oh, my God. The future. Well, finish the podcast or the video. And yeah. Then go, and then yeah, go please it. do that. Yeah. That'd be rude. Don't multitask. Don't, don't be rude. Don't, yeah. don't focus rude. on what Marty did. If there's one How thing, rude. If there's one thing Podcast Beyond has taught you, just don't be rude. Don't be rude. That is one. That is definitely the one thing Podcast Beyond. <laughs> I don't think Podcast Beyond has taught anyone anything, actually. No. Come to think of it. They uh, taught, it taught them what penultimate means. Yeah. Yep. And Which means next to last. It does, yeah. We never explained that. I want to make the sure. Penultimate the beginning does. of the end. Oh, my God. Uh, cool. So uh, more content for the rest of the month as, a, as IGN first always goes. Yes, yes. Um, and then Bloodborne comes out April now, I think, right? No, it's March. March? Yeah. Oh, March. March. I, I thought I it was further away from... Us. I thought it was... No, you're thinking of the, the Dark Souls collection. Yeah, right? Dark, uh, Dark Souls 2, uh, Sins of the First Flame comes oh, out in April. Oh, and then The Order is even sooner than that. Yeah. February. That's very, February. Very soon. Yeah. Very soon. Friday. Yeah. Trophies are up. It must pass cert. Friday, isn't it? That's yeah, it, it is a Friday. <clears throat> thought that was a big deal. That's because 1886 in uh, in Braille is Friday. That what? Sure. Oh God, <laughs> I'm looking at I'm looking at trophies right now just to see if uh, Bloodborne trophies were posted yet. They're not. <laughs> but uh, Criminal Girls comes out on Vita this month. What the hell? Oh is that? God, that game is. No business if being. If you purchase that game, you are a criminal man. Is that the one with the cards that were like? No, no, that was Monster Manhunt, and I think they're doing a new one of those too. What's Criminal Girls? Is it's the uh, dating sim that's like X-rated. No uh, way, isn't it? I am so excited for Wait. Criminal Girls. Oh, I'll, I get, I'll get you a copy of it. Yes, please. Yes, um, I'll stream it. So uh, yeah, well, all right. So uh, Jordan Vincent at NIS posted this. Of course, it's an NIS game. Because um, they bring all the niche Japanese games over sure, here sure, for sure, for sure, us sure. on Vita, he says. He says your team is. This is what the post about Criminal Girls coming out. 
today, I guess. It's tomorrow when we're recording it. Your team is being decimated. Everyone's down to 10 hit points or less, but there's hope. One more slash in the enemy's toast. Kisaragi has the initiative, so you tell her to attack that. <laughs> this is it. I don't want to, and you can ma can't make me. Wait, what? Not really what you expect to hear when you ask your teammate to do something in an RPG, is it? Criminal Girls Invite Only reimagines the obedient teams of traditional RPGs under a new paradigm. These girls don't volunteer to help you. They're delinquent. They're delinquents who have been damned to an eternity in hell. It's your job to teach Jesus. them the value of hard work and guide them on their way out of the fiery embrance of hell. Games so are you're weird. just like a corrections officer? It's like RPG. Freedom Wars. This game, freedom. So I don't, know, I don't know too much more about this game. I saw it when it came out in Japan. This game's supposed to be super inappropriate. Yeah. So, like, so far it just sounds cutesy-wootsy. Uh, Look at the art. Cutesy-wootsy art. Yeah, like I don't, I don't. Until it gets porny, porny. I wonder, <laughs> porny, porny. Girls. Criminal girls. I'm afraid to even look at this up. Criminal Deviant girls art. wiki. Deviant art. Go right no, there. it just brings, uh, it brings you to giant bump. It only goes to NIS, so it doesn't have its own wiki. That's too bad. I think you're just trying to paint a too broad of a brush here. This criminal girl is going to be stand-up yeah, game. You she could be a reformed girl afterwards. If you say so. Because we are late. I'll get you a copy from NIS, and then you can tell me. I will. I will Jeez, tell you. the worst. What else is coming out? Uh, we'll talk about we're that. We're not even okay. nearly there yet, I thought yet, we were there. Marty. You just got so excited. Ladies and gentlemen, excited. if you didn't know, this is Very Podcast excited. Beyond IGN's PlayStation Podcast, the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet. Each and every Tuesday, we bring you an MP3 video file and more on the PlayStation 4 app. For your amusement, go to IGN.com, download it, subscribe, like, share on YouTube.com slash IGN, get the podcast on podcast services all around the globe. Yeah. We just opened up IGN France. Did you? Today. Cool. Yeah. I know that's been, that's that's the yeah. one one of the few places that, that IGN didn't have its yeah, tendrils so in. We, uh, croissants for all. They had croissants this morning. They did not have croissants. That'd be morning. awesome. That would have been really good. And it, sort everybody of has like, yeah, exactly. Everybody has like everybody has a beret. beret. <laughs> like, hey, Surely someone would have been offended. I was going to say, yeah, somebody's super offended somewhere. Yeah. There's a lot of Pablo. Colin. Yes. Let's begin the penultimate episode with what is. With what, with what is. <laughs> Are you sure this shouldn't just be the final episode? And <laughs> forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. Um, I'm finding six items of consequence on here. Six Greg. items of Baker's on, Dozen. On IGN. Because I don't write the news and, and do our PlayStation coverage at IGN anymore. I don't, I'm not quite as in tuned as I used to be. Sure. So I don't know like, if I'm missing It was also it. sort of a slow week, to yes. be honest. I think it really was. Yeah. Um, Slow news week, IGN. But Slow news week, IGN. Jordan Serrani wrote heir to the Serrani fortune. Heir to the Serrani fortune. <laughs> Actually, I feel like I feel like I can find this in a more succinct way. But anyway, the the uh, so PlayStation Plus new PlayStation Plus games. Fred, ah, uh, yeah. uh, very good month yeah. uh, for PlayStation Plus. So basically, uh, on PS4, you're going to get Transistor, Great. which is you know a super giant or uh, super massive game, right? Yep. And then super giant. Uh, super giant. Yeah. Yeah, Supermassive is uh, in Told Dawn. It's yeah. Greg Kostovinsky. Um Yeah, exactly. And then uh, Apotheon, which is a Metroidvania uh, kind of uh, like Roman style, like really weird graphical style. style. Is really great. Yeah. yeah. Um, Played a PSX, a lot of fun. That is uh, going to be free, and it's new. So when yeah. it comes out, it'll come out. It should be out by the time you hear this. Uh, but it'll be free. That's awesome. Uh, Not going to worry about the PlayStation users. Network. Yeah. On PS3, you're going to get Yakuza 4 and Thief. Unfortunately, you're not going to get the PS4 version of Thief. That's you get the PS3 bummer. version of yeah. Thief. Whatever, it's free. Uh, and then on Vita, you're going to get Rogue Legacy and Kick and Fennec. And the cool thing about Rogue Legacy is that it also apparently will be the PS4 and PS3 versions yeah. since they are cross That game is awesome. Yeah. No excuses yeah. not to play Rogue Legacy now because that game is really yeah. extraordinary. One of the best games of last year. Even though it came out two years ago on PC, PC. I don't count it. Uh, until, it, until, it comes to v until something comes to Vita, it doesn't count. And Sorry, when it came Uncharted. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Uncharted 4. Um, so that's that's a nice uh, lineup of games. So yeah, Transistor and Apotheon on PS4, Yakuza 4 and Thief on PS3, and Rogue Legacy and Kick and Fennec on uh, Vita. I don't know what a Kick and Fennec is. Oh, kick you and will, though. A, a, isn't a Fennec like a fox? I don't want to kick it's a, a fox. It's a platformer. Um, I'm not sure it's Fennec even out yet. Say? 
Um, so anyway, I think the, the star of that is actually Apotheon because that game looks really, really cool. And yeah, that's been floating right. around like co- conventions for a yeah. while now. There have been a few games that have debuted as free on mm-hmm. PlayStation Plus. Last month it was uh, Secret Ponchos. That's yep. right, yeah. Um, so keep your eye out for that. Hopefully you didn't buy any of these games recently because you could have saved some cash. But that's always the way it goes. At least they tell you early. Remember back in the day they wouldn't tell you anything until the games went up. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and then you could have bought it like literally but 10 minutes ago. Yeah, you missed out by like a day. Jack Trenton left and everything changed. Things are looking up Trenton. We uh, I had a discussion uh, the other day with Jose Otero. About, I know him. Uh, yeah. He's yeah. a big Amiibo fiend. Yeah, he is. A... <laughs> uh, and we were talking about how he was like, yeah, I didn't buy Transistor, and now I'm super glad that it's it's going to be free. But like he said, when he does buy a game, he feels boned when it becomes free. And I was like, it's such a weird, weird. sort of dynamic of like, I never feel like, man, I really wasted my money because I could have waited until it's free. I'm like, oh, this is exciting. If I like this game, now I can tweet out and champion and be like, hey, you all have no excuse not to play this game yeah. now. Um, so it's sort of that weird. I don't know. I don't. I can. I get where he's coming from, and then there's an apprehension about about purchasing things on day one. If you're like, oh, this looks like the kind of game that's going to be free a couple months from now. Yeah, I get that, but I'm. I don't know. I always want to support people and who are making yeah. games I think are cool. Sure. Right? That yeah, I want to be yeah. out there right away, talking about it, showing it, buying it, giving them yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. And we don't. I mean, we don't know the kind of deals that indie developers sign with play, with with Sony for PlayStation Plus, and yeah. same thing with Microsoft and uh, the the gold games. Uh, I imagine they they get paid. Obviously, yeah. It's not like you could just. Throw them out there, but you'd have Somebody's to. Somebody's like, "We're debuting this day." We're like, "No, no please! <laughs> we're we need the money." Um, but I imagine it, it more goes into the developer pocket if you just buy the game. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Though. I'm not a business connoisseur. Yeah, you figure. I don't know. It's. I think it's. It's the cool thing of like Transistor. We already know sold really well. They've talked about that. Yeah. You know, six hundred thousand copies across all platforms yeah. or whatever, which is I guess just PS4 and PC. Yeah. But. Now they get that second breath, mm-hmm. right? It's so hard for games, especially on the network, indie games, whatever, that come out are the big deal for one week, and then the next week there's something sure. else to promote. Yeah. The next week, the next, and then you forget all about the fact that transistor comes around. So they have it all of a sudden get that jump start of like, here's people to talk about this game, yeah. care about this game, and again. it's great. And then you know when March rolls around, it's no longer free. You know the rest of the year when people are you know adopting the PS4 and they're like, hey, what game should I get? If everyone who has PlayStation Plus is like, man, Transistor, that game's amazing. Yeah, and, you know that helps. That gives it a longer tail. Ah, like a tail. tiger tail. Yeah, like a tiger tail. Yeah. yeah. I like the Tin Man. Where should I go from here? Let's see. I'm trying to I would say here. some more PlayStation news. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm trying to, like, I'm not really riveted by a lot of this news because, there's just, again, it was slow, so I'm not really, I want to go from, you know, I want to go for another heavy hitter here. But, yeah. And speaking of heavy hitters, new details announced for MLB 15, the show. Oh! oh a segue! Come in, come in, he podcast really well. <laughs> I liked that song. That was a good song. Uh, Matt Porter from IGN wrote, uh, Today fans were treated to details of a whole range of new features and improvements for uh, the game. And I'm just going to hop over to the PlayStation blog because they actually have a bullet, bullet points here. Um, basically, th- I, I, think this is the, I think this is the biggest news for the show. Uh, we talked about this on our, our, our last week on our own stuff. Um, but the game will finally have year-to-year saves across all the platforms. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of people were complaining about... Um, I don't think it happened last year. And I know people have been talking about it for a long time that... Um, the MLB games and NHL games and Madden games like will not let you take your saves from year to year. Yeah. And so a lot of people actually buy every other year, every third year, because they feel like they're really invested, especially in baseball when it's a 162-game season and you do road to the show and it takes fucking forever. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, I forgot we can't curse on the show. It's okay. Um, so, 
Um, so the big thing is, is that according it's my penultimate to time of doing this, according to uh, Ramon Russell, who was obviously the community manager and one of the producers, of the, uh, really nice guy over at Sony San Diego, wrote: Users who purchased MLB 14 the show will be able to continue their franchise and road to the show progress in MLB 15 the show with the year-to-year saves feature. Saves between the two versions will be forward compatible, meaning you don't have to worry about starting your franchise or road to the show season's over. That's huge. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's on PS4, PS3, and Vita. So it, it doesn't matter which uh, version you. Uh, Get and then gameplay improvements, and it says PS4 and PS3 only. So the Vita game is going to be basically a port with a new roster, probably. Uh, advanced AI logic, uh, upgraded motion system, user controlled cutoffs, all new slide and tag system, uh, dynamic difficulty, all, all sorts of stuff. If you go to PlayStation Blog, there's a ton of new stuff uh, that they're putting into the game, and it seems like this is the year to do it because they, you know, Sony San Diego, I've always said, is the hardest working and most underrated studio in Sony's family because they have to put turn around, turn around these games about nine months. Yeah. Um, the PS4 version was obviously in development for a long time, but they had to get it out. It was late, if we remember correctly, last year. It came out late because they weren't done with it. Um, so this is the time where they think they're cramming new stuff into mm-hmm. it. Uh, so they have graphical improvements and uh, universal reward system, direct, directional hitting interface, a Legends mode inside the show, new suite. So there's a bunch of new stuff getting crammed into MLB The Show. You know, they're the hardest working studio, man. Sony San Diego loves that MLB The Show. Yeah, they do. They're real passionate Pour about it. over it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like I said, like when I, I was at Sony San Diego years ago, I guess it was like 2010 or 2011 ago. now. And uh, I rem- all I remember is that there was a, like, a, it was like a couch or even a mattress. It was I, a mattress, I, I think yeah. it was a mattress that, like, is just in the producer's studio that he just, like, sleeps on. And then, like, they just never leave. Wow. Um, it's a Japanese mentality right there. In San Diego, oh. where they're surfing, they're going to Comic Con. Yeah, they're going to Polite Provisions. Yeah, and that's all. I know. They're in the Gas Lamp, going that's to Dick's it. Last Resort. <laughs> Maybe a Gas Lamp strip club. They're having fun. That's a steak place. It's not really a strip yeah. club. False advertising. We've all been I found out. The <laughs> We've hard all way. been tricked. I saw this. This it was interesting news, uh, specifically because Borderlands Three was teased or at least announced in some preliminary way that they're going to start. Hey, it. we want to work on it. We need your help. We so Brian Albert, a good friend Brian Albert, wrote Strong uh, Brian. that the lead writer of Borderlands 2, Anthony Birch, is leaving Gearbox to work on a new comedy show for Hulu. Yeah. Uh, Birch announced the news today on Twitter later, adding that he'll continue to do, quote, do video game stuff on the side, end quote. Uh, so he's basically leaving the studio at the time that they're announcing, um, you know, what they're going to do right. next with the, the game. And it'll be interesting to see someone else head that up and see if they can retain the humor that he obviously nailed yeah. um, in the Borderlands franchise. Although I guess... He only did he, two, two yeah, he and a couple two pieces and then of helped DLC. with the pre-sequel. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, it's, it's this is one of those fascinating things we always talk about in the fact of you know Anthony Birch starts really on YouTube with Hey Ash, what you playing? Yeah, and then spirals out to do this, and now yeah, he's off to doing a show. And then that, yeah, 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 yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, I forgot the destructive part, right? Yeah, yeah, and he, uh, yeah, I mean that's it's definitely I understand why some people might be worried about three about the tone of three. I'm sure, it was but right. I bet when they when they you know announced that they were hiring for three, I can't imagine the like quality of resumes they got. Um, so I have yeah I've I've no fear that that game you know. You put a bully mong in there, you talk about balls, you got yeah. a game. That's it. Also, done. if they haven't started the game yet, that's going to be a while yeah. <laughs> until we play that game. <laughs> Randy just announced it on stage. Everybody's like, oh, yeah. time, I guess we got to start working on this. Okay. Can we get some production yeah. art or something? Um, so last week there was exciting news going around about something called Project Z. Project Z. Z- uh, Zombies. I don't remember this. Or Project Z, if you're Bees. British. Bees. Uh, the game oh is Spelunker Z. Okay. And uh, it's a new game coming to Japan, so it's, as usual, 95% of the time anyone gets excited about anything coming out of Japan, it is always a disappointment. Oh, and I don't mean that in the sense wow. that, and I don't mean that in the sense that the Japanese games are bad, I mean that two or three times want. a week, someone's like, something's getting announced, 
in oh. Famitsu. Something's getting announced here. Let's get excited. It's a new Dragon Quest game. Yeah. Oh, Square's doing something silly. And then it always, always ends up being a disappointment. Correct? Yeah. It's like when it's Correct. like it's like when like Final Fantasy Six went to iOS or uh, it's just always Final Fantasy Seven coming to PlayStation. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. always yeah. it's always something. That's why I don't get excited anymore about it. like like I'll just wait and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Because there's the it's language like barrier and all this kind of shell stuff. Shell of a man. <laughs> so, you burned too many times. You so, burnt. Jordan Siriani wrote, over the weekend, Square Enix unveiled the mysterious PlayStation 4 game pro- Project Code Z as Mina de Spelunker Z. Sure. Coming to Japan March 19th as a free-to-play game for PlayStation 4, Spelunker Z includes six-player online multiplayer character customization and for the first time in the series, pets. Oh, sick. Oh. According to Famitsu, yeah. translated by Gamatsu. Being free-to-play, certain items will be available to purchase using real-world currencies. For those unfamiliar with the series, the original Spelunker was released in 1983. The 2D uh, platformer later came to PlayStation 3 as the reimagined Spelunker HD and went on to inspire games such as Spelunky. (laughs) So we are following that so far. Spelunker Z Z is being developed by Tozai Games. Uh, So this isn't Spelunky. It's Spelunker Z. And uh, so Andrew Goldfarb has nothing to be excited about. He's heartbroken. Um, And again, this just goes back. It's just like... This is cool. This is a cool announcement. I'm sure people in Japan are excited sure. about people here, are excited about. We'll see what happens. But again, it just reminds me of like, because the pro- it's the same thing with the two from Metal Gear Rising, when oh, everyone yeah. thought that. And it's like, something's always coming out of Japan. And we're like, yeah, this is the, this, this is, is the one. Project yeah. Z. This yeah. has got to be a big thing. And no. Remember that trailer we talked about like two months ago? Or is that like weird first person thing oh, yeah, yeah. of like the plant and the oh, castle yeah, in the yeah, background? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got all excited. And what the hell? It looked have- like, um, what was that plastic game? Um, Wait, the one we the, the we Datura? thought it was I Datura. Was, Datura, yeah. Yeah, I was like, this looks like Datura. Yeah, if you're playing uh, Colin and Marty Beyond Bingo, we mentioned Datura. So there you congrats. go. Congrats. Yeah. Uh, second to last story is by Tom Regan, um, who I Ronald guess is Regan's son. Ronald Regan, yep. Uh, Kojima wants an open world Metal Gear Solid remake. This is the name of the story. But do any studios want to make it? Yes, is they this do. Something? Yes. <laughs> Hideo He's Kojima, done this before. Hideo Kojima has expressed his desire for an open-world remake of the original Metal Gear Solid for PS4 and Xbox One. During an interview with Japanese publication Famitsu via DualShockers, Kojima was asked if PS4 owners would, be, would ever be able to play earlier titles in the series and responded that he was too busy to man such a project. Elaborating further, Kojima revealed that he would love to play in an entirely open-world reimagining of Shadow Moses, which sounds awesome, yep. but doesn't have the manpower to do it himself. Yet, sadly for Metal Gear fans, Kojima also confirmed that no other studios have stepped forward and offered to remake the original. Now that the Metal Gear creator has stated his desire for an open-world remake of the 1998 classic, only time will tell if a studio will take him up on the offer. The story neglects to mention the fact that Metal Gear Solid was already remade once, and I'm kind of curious if... Snakes. Yeah, and I'm kind of curious if... Kojima just hasn't put it out there enough or given enough time. Yeah. Like I'm sure that there is a studio that would be desperate to remake Metal yeah. Gear Solid, whether it's a big AAA studio or some smaller, you know, double A or indie studio. August thirteenth, twenty fourteen, Gamescom, twenty fourteen. Kojima's still interested in Metal Gear Solid remake. When asked if he's still interested in a potential remake of Metal Gear Solid, Game Creator said, "Personally, I'm not too fond of remakes." He said on his Twitch channel, "But I would have to go with Metal Gear Solid One." Then he goes on the same thing, and this is this is a follow up to a June article in which he said the same goddamn thing. Kojima's, this is, here we go, June 25th, 2013, Kojima seeking studio to remake Metal Gear Solid in Fox Engine. Kojima, try harder. Put out a wanted (laughs) ad. We all want this. Get on stage with Andrew Goldfarb and announce it. Come on, Hideo. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Announce it and say you're hiring. Um, We want you to make this game What studio would you want? If, if, if. Silicon Knights, just like the last. Yeah, yeah, bring it back. Uh, Oh, God. Um, Who has an open world pedigree? Sucker Punch. I mean, Sucker Punch, yeah. Yeah. Bethesda. 
Bethesda be interesting. Um, it's got to be good combat, though. Bioware. Arlen. Yes. Uh, Arcane. After that, Dishonored. Arcane, yep, sure. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different options. Yeah, it's, it's funny because Metal Gear was remade. It was remade by another studio. So it's, yeah. yeah, this is unprecedented. But I didn't realize he was talking about it so much. I know that he was talked about how he wanted to remakes in the past, but I never heard anything about like an open world slant. Although that's I guess. That's new. That's new because now we were talking about Metal Gear Solid 5, 5. and we understand yeah. that's how that's going to be. But if it's in the Fox engine, I guess that's kind of implied. Fox die, die. Um, so that'd be interesting. I love the original Metal Gear Solid. And, yeah. and I think that Shadow Moses is awesome. The enemies in that game are awesome. That's still the best roster of enemies probably yeah. in any of the Metal Gear Your boy Gear Decoy games. Octopus. Decoy yeah. Octopus is the best. You only see him once. Yeah. The DARPA Chief. DARPA Chief. Also, uh, uh, we sort of—I mean, that one—that one sliver of, uh, of of Guns of the Patriots is sort of a um, wait. Guns of the Patriots is the fourth one, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid. Uh, Guns you, of the you go back to Shadow Moses there, and you sort of oh, get the right. feel for what, yeah, a, yeah, for yeah, what a PS4 yeah, yeah. Shadow Moses is. Sure. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. That was the one where I was—that's I always talk about that story, right? Where I had to drive around. Jeff Haynes mm-hmm. is like, two copies are coming in for Metal Gear Solid Four today. You're taking one home. I'm going to take one home and play some one. Great. They didn't come in. Oh. So like four o'clock, we're calling. Konami, you're like, where are these things? And they're like, it says it's delivered. And we're running around IGN's old Brisbane office. No sign of this yeah. thing. So when we call them, we're like, no. And they give us a tracking number. We call FedEx. And they, they're like, okay. And they look and like, oh, we, depo- we dropped it off at the wrong place. We dropped it off at this address. Sure. I reverse searched that address. I found this place. I call the place. One guy answers. I'm like, you got some packages for us. He's like, I, yes, I do. And he's like, we will put them back. And I'm like, I'm not letting you put them back into FedEx. I will come to you right yeah, now. Yeah. So I drove like a bat out of hell, got over there, got them, got back, dropped them off. How went far home away at was night. it? Was like it wasn't bad. Park? No, okay. it wasn't. It was, it, yeah, it was like, uh, it was further south than the highway, but it wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, then ran home, played that game until I think it was two or three in the morning. Came into work, was like, I can't use it's everything I want out of Metal Gear Four. It's 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 tying up all the loose ends yeah. that Metal Gear fan like myself would have. And then I'm like, take it home that night, and I'm like, I'm only gonna play till like eleven o'clock. I'm gonna droopy eyed like when they're doing like the, the installs and snakes like smoking. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm like nodding off on the yeah. couch. I'm like whatever. <laughs> and at eleven a eleven uh, p.m. I'm like, I'm gonna go to bed. And that's when he's like, we have to go back to Shadow Moses. And I'm like, because <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite. That's my yeah. favorite Metal Gear at the time. Oh, this, is, yeah. this is a pre Peace Walker yeah. world. Don't forget Peace Walker. Yeah. And so then yeah, I played it again till two in the morning, yeah. just playing through all this. I was so happy to go back. Those are the days, Colin. You we guys so much... didn't put it on your top 25 PS3 list. Well, now we're gone, and you guys can do whatever you want to that <laughs> list. Uh, Ultimate. <laughs> yeah, I'll be interested to see. I'm, I'm actually, I've thought about that, that I'm intrigued to see how the Vita, PS3, and PS4 list. Uh, we've, already, we've, we've talked about that. Yeah, yeah without us. Yeah. Surely they'll they'll change pretty significantly. Sure. Um, didn't that already happen? I thought they put one up that was like had other voices than just you and I. And well, yeah, we did that last and... year, but I was still in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wheeled with an Iron Fist, Greg. He was really he was mean in that meeting. Yeah, I was actually I was actually uh, very everything was quite democratic when we did those more than more than ever. Oh god, (laughs) Jesus Christ! You got pretty excited about that. It looks like I can't tell if it got damaged in transit or what. So I was trying to straighten it back out, but that doesn't work. Well, no, so so, I don't work here anymore, huh? (laughs) Yeah, just yeah, just leave it there. Who do you care? Uh, the so when we did the, when we used to do the PS3 and Vita list, uh, Greg and I, and then we got you know Clements and Goldfar back in the day, we would talk and basically just be like it would just be like well this is where this is, and we would ar- you know argue and talk sure. and it would just kind of be the list. We wouldn't really vote on anything or like really well, there wasn't like fierce arguments. It was just like you kind of had a it's a compromise. That's because Goldfar was meek. Exactly, it's very meek. Uh, but when we, it, when we did it when we did it when we did it last year, it was very it was extremely like by the books democratic. Yeah. Uh, I remember. No, really? no, we got into certain things, and you were like, "Well, I don't necessarily agree with this, but you guys do, so yeah, we're doing it. Yeah, no, you're great." So now I'll see. Yeah, now that I'm not, you know, God knows what's gonna happen to Resistance. Uh, <laughs> the fall of man. Final, final story uh, by Brian Albert. Report: Netflix predicts 4K capable Xbox One and PS4 coming this fall. <gasps> 
I disagree. Uh, Netflix <laughs> predicts Microsoft and Sony will release 4K-friendly versions of the Xbox One and PS4 this fall, according to a report from Forbes. Last month at CES 2015, Netflix CPO Neil Hunt said uh, Sony, quote-unquote, promised a hardware revision for the PS4 that will include 4K video capability. Full context from the Huffington Post story quoted by Forbes follows. Quote, aside from the lack of screens available to buy right now, there is also a dearth of set-top boxes capable of showing 4K HDR. Hunt said Sony has promised a new hardware rev for the PS4 that will eventually include a 4K video capability and that would, quote-unquote, expect eventually for it to support HDR as one example of where the industry will seek to catch up. But in the meantime, any HDR TV will probably have a Netflix app built in, Hunt said, which solves the problem for now. Um... I wish it was Max on Netflix who leaked this story. Oh, that guy's What are you weird. looking to watch today? What are you Also, buying? I heard the Xbox One and PlayStation 4 are 4K <laughs> cable TVs by the end of the year. You left your front door unlocked. Max. Hey, I'm okay. Max. Max is scary, though. Yeah. He's stupid. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. That's it. Is That's okay. basically it. Do we have any news about Game of Fire coming to PS4? Which one's what that? is Game of Fire? That thing that they keep having commercials for. Is that That's Game, Game of, of War? War. Game of War. The Kate Upton one? Yeah, that was no. called Game of Fire. No, you're wrong. Is it coming to PS4? It, no, no, no way. Did, no. Kate Upton money means you can't develop for PS4. <laughs> she has. That. She only does commercials for mobile games. She has her Sony commercials. Liam Neeson, he agrees as well. Yeah, Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. Don't call me Shirley. Nope. Or else he's going to murder you for taking his daughter. Marty. Yes. Super stoked yeah. for Bloodborne. I am. But it's not out for a while. Oh, no, it's not till March. If I want to know what came to the mom yeah. and drop shop this week, where would I go? The Andrew Goldfarb Memorial of Video Games Softwares that are coming out soon. It's close enough. That is, that We're close enough to the end now, Greg, where you know what? Just, just make it what go. make it whatever. what you want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's like jazz. It, it, it means whatever the hell you want yes. it to mean. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? Uh, Apotheon comes out digitally on PS4. The gods of Olympus have abandoned humanity, leaving you to perish without their benevolence. Take up arms against the gods, climb Mount Olympus, and take their divine powers for yourself to ensure mankind's survival. Sounds very familiar. What is this? Apotheon, Apotheon is a fast and brutal 2D action game with a striking art style and heroic narrative based on ancient Greek mythology. Criminal Girls Invite Only is available digitally in retail on Vita. Welcome to hell. <gasps> As a program instructor, it's your job to rehabilitate a special group of criminal girls. This is the second so, description of so they can, girls we've read on the So they can atone for their sins and return to the mortal world. Motivate the girls, defeat convicts, and reach the top of the hellspire. Can you coach these girls to work together and make it to the very top? So this was Greg's going to find out. Going this to. wasn't the game I was thinking of, but this also sounds pretty gross. What's the game you're thinking of? I can't remember. I think it was an iOS game. I want to play that game, too. I want to play, play all, all these games. games. If it's a gross game, arrested. Greg Miller wants <laughs> to stream it. <laughs> Uh, Game of Thrones, a Telltale game series, episode two, The Lost Lords, comes to PS4 and PS3 digitally. Kick and Fennec comes to Vita digitally. Uh, this game is going to be free. For people that don't know, I- I've seen this game before. Kick and Fennec is a smooth and easygoing platform adventure about Kick, a little boy with a very big gun, and a small flying robot named Fennec. Dare great heights, and this time your jumps. Uh, dare great heights, and time your jumps just right to accomplish incredible feats. Can you? I don't, I'm not. I'm not crazy about that. Sentence. Dare great heights. Is it Clements? Uh, probably not. Clements takes some. Pride in your work. Kid Odd, uh, King Oddball comes to PS3 digitally. This is already Finally. on PS4 and Vita, I think. Uh, Real Fishing Masters Challenge. Remember the, the other fishing game that came from Natsume that came to Vita and everyone yep. hated it? How's yep. Real spelled? Ari, you know exactly how it's spelled. Yeah. I'm not even going to tell you. <laughs> uh, Natsume's best-selling Real Fishing series comes ashore in the biggest Real uh. Fishing game yet. Real Fishing Masters Challenge. For a reason you can't quite explain... You've been drawn back to the fishing lodge you used to visit as a kid with your dad. You're telling me, man. Once the novice watching your father fish, can you now take the challenges put forth by your father and become the fishing master yourself? What if this had like a really like powerful moment near the end of like the unexplained reason you were brought back is 
that Grandpa's you died, funeral you or died as a child. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, you're like, you're like a nationwide kid. You're the nationwide yeah. kid. I'm I would have been a master champion at Real Fishies, <laughs> but I died. <laughs> I'm excited about this one. Risk is coming to PS4 mm. digitally. This is already on PS3. Uh, I think it's probably the same version we used to play back in the day. Yeah. Um, that's fun. Risk is a great game. Yeah. Uh, SpongeBob Hero Pants Here comes to Vita yes. digitally. So show me the trophies. Uh, I'll bring them up. Thank you. And uh, finally, World Hunter Whoa. comes to PS3 digitally. Experience the realism of international hunting with World Hunter. Pursue bighorn sheep, white-tailed deer, doves, and coyotes. Hunt in the win- world. I was about to say DLC. Man. Hunt winter or fall seasons in the rugged Rocky Mountains of New Mexico, the Canadian Rockies, and the exquisite Corodoba region of Argentina. <laughs> Damn. I mean, this is like, that's a loose definition of world. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's see. Do we have trophies for SpongeBob yet? Of course we do. Nope, they're not God up yet. God dang let's it, see. PSN profiles. I'm going to go in here real quick. Sponge, Bob, SquarePants, Plankton's Robotic Revenge. That's an old game. That's, I don't want old games. I want new games. <laughs> if you go to the games list, the newest games that were added were cri- the Criminal Girls. I don't, uh, show I me wanna... the Criminal Girls. I wanna, how, how's the, how hard is that Platinum going to be? Criminal Girls. Um, Let's see, Prison Break. Already got it. Look at that. So these oh, are all. It's not in Japan though. Isn't the, yeah, it's been out for a while. The it's cleared, cleared, cleared. Turned into. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, these none of this seems none of this seems incredibly incredibly unusual. Just long. It's probably long. I'm sure it's an NIS game. I am sure it's long. Uh, I've been hearing a lot about the Criminal Girls game being hard. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's it. I mean, there's not no, there's no new trophies really added right lately. Ironclad Tactics still there. Citizens Earth. So yeah, that's it for games. All right. Uh, I will say uh, the game right now that I want to talk to you guys about is still Dying Light because I like it very much. I like Dying Light a lot. You playing it? Yeah. yeah. We've been playing it too. We're, we're yeah. fans. Yeah. Speaking of Dying Light, Gregway. <laughs> that was a difficult page turn. Eric from Hawaii writes into beyond.ign.com just like you can. It says, Greg, Colin, and the ever-rotating Marty. I can't seem to wrap my mind around the fact that there is no parkour down button in Dying Light, the zombie game that proudly flaunted its parkour mechanics. Now, I'm not very far in the campaign, but I've seen enough gameplay footage of Ezio, I mean Crane, awkwardly jumping off buildings to reach ground level. The player is dependent on piles of trash, cars, softened roofs, and even the heads of zombies to break their fall. I realize that buildings in Dying Light are nowhere close in size to those of Assassin's Creed games, but I still think the folks over at Techland should have learned a little something after Ubisoft suffered years and years of the same traversal issues. Dying Light, in my opinion, is not a broken game, nor does it need a meaty patch patch to fix any ongoing issues. I'm sure Techland is hard at work trying their multiplayer servers up to par. My two questions are, though, for those of you that played Dying Light, have you found similar frustrations with the controls in traversing the city? Are we answering that question? I'm, well, I'm reading the other. I, oh. He says two questions. That's one question. He goes, thank you for everything. Long-time listener, first-time writer, beyond Greg Collin, Tim and Nick, best wishes to four of you and your endeavors. Reach for the stars. You fall. There's no question here. This All is right. just talking. So Eric from Hawaii has one question. Can you for, reach for the stars? Yeah. <laughs> what will you do now that you don't have jobs? Um... So I you're looking at it. <laughs> what, what, have you been frustrated? Frustrated? No, at all? Uh, I think it's weird. It's weird to sort of compare it to Assassin's Creed because uh, AC didn't get a downward parkour button until Unity, which was in November. And obviously, this game 
was in development right alongside Unity, considering it came sure. out a month and a half later. What's um, the, I don't I didn't I don't know the button from Unity. So Unity it has a it has a separate uh, go up parkour button and go down parkour button. So for the first time in the series, there was an actual elegance with getting down from a gotcha, high building. Gotcha, it wasn't just stumbling around. And okay. you look it looked really cool and like the way the the towers were designed, like you'd start you'd look like a chimp swinging downwards. Mm-hmm. And so instead of just being like, well, I'm gonna jump off. Hopefully I hit a haystack or hopefully I have enough health to survive the jump. Sure, you sure, can actually sure, get down sure, from buildings got in, it, in, got a, it, got in it, a pretty got nice it. way. I haven't had that problem in Dying Light yet. Yeah. I think the movement feels great. I'm blown away by how yeah. good it feels mm. for first person because I liked Mirror's Edge, but sure. Mirror's Edge for me felt clunky in terms of that. Yeah. And maybe it's because yeah. I couldn't wrap my own my, It's a shortcoming of me, but like this one was easy to jump into and figure out and go from. And I really don't find, find myself falling off and getting hurt that much. Yeah. When you're up super high, like you're taking out a radio tower or whatever, you're like, okay, now we're, it's a trash bag. I get that. Yeah, but yeah. Outside of that, I think it's been okay. Yeah, I was um, when Gregor. I wasn't paying attention to this game at all. I like, sure. couldn't care about this game less when it was announced. And and uh, I'm not a huge um, Techland fan in the sense that you know I played Dead Island for a couple hours. And I'm like, I don't really like yeah. this game. The one thing that stuck with me in Dead Island that I always made fun of it was like how many suitcases are there to go through in this game. Like it's just there's constantly things to go through in this game. It's insane. Like, yeah. I, and I'm glad they dialed that back for sure. Um, but that stuck with me. I was like, oh, there's other things I want to play. I don't want to play this. And uh, I walked into this game knowing Techland did it, and it's zombies, and I'm sick of zombies and all this kind of stuff. But it's yeah. like the game is really good. And uh, when Greg described it to me as like Dead Island meets or like Fallout or whatever open world game meets Mirror's Edge, I was like, that sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, that sounds awful. Why would I want to go in an open world where I'm like, it's like parkour, and it works really good. Yeah. Um, the game feels good. I like how it's asymmetric, and you're not really supposed to fight. Or you should be scared to fight. Sure, yeah. Being yeah. out in the the truly terrifying to be out in nighttime. Like it, it like I'm actually like really terrified about it. I want to turn my flashlight on yeah. and like draw the enemies towards me and stuff yeah, like that's really I'm yeah. a total coward. Seriously. I'm like not yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like, Double XP, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Nope, yep. Good. Don't I'll, eat I'll it. just grind during the day, I'm fine. Let me get yeah. well, a really cool weapon one day and then yeah. I'll worry about it. I've been caught away from my safe house a couple of times because I get like real bold and yeah. like and I try to get back and it's like Have you not you gone out and cleared all the safe houses? Uh most of them, not yeah. all of them, but um, that was like one of my first things when I was like free. I'm like But uh the you could see like those enemies walking around, and you could see like where they can see. Yeah. And so you're just trying to avoid them, and it's like when they see you, it's just like terrifying. Yeah. Like yeah, you would yeah, just yeah, like yeah. just start running. Yeah. yeah. You can and hear them where you're going. You. And you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna keep going. Yeah. yeah. I, feel, if that, I love that tension, that risk reward. It, it's I don't know how much Don't Starve you guys played. I played a lot, but it sort of reminds me of like when you set up camp at night. You're like, well, how far can I push this? Exactly. Out? Like, I don't want to put go... any more wood in. The circle keeps getting closer, and you know they're getting closer. Yeah. 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 I'm liking this. This is probably the most surprising game for me since Wolfenstein in terms mm-hmm. of like a, a big triple A game that I was not on my radar and all of right. a sudden I'm like yeah I'm having a really great time with this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so we, we, we've been talking about it um, and you know someone had tweeted at me that exact thing is yeah. this this year's Wolfenstein I was like that's a great point but I think I really liked Wolfenstein if it wasn't for that I gave Wolfenstein I think a 7.8 if it wasn't for that just awful intro that's just yeah, terrible really 40 minute intro I would have probably given it maybe an eight, and yeah. I feel like I feel like Dying Light's in the same space for me, even though I only played it for ten or twelve hours. I don't think I'd slam a score on it quite yet. Yeah. Uh, but I get really good vibes of it. It's one of the few games uh, in recent memory that I think about a lot when I'm not playing it, yeah. and that you I want, want to, to play, play a lot, yeah. and that it just is scratching a very specific itch for me right now. Yeah. Like I don't know what itch it is because I don't even have. I play a lot of open world games, and I don't have necessarily that itch because yeah. it's always being scratched. But like the the constant scratching, it's just constantly being scratched by a, a disc, which is weird. <laughs> and uh, 
I just really enjoy it. I also think it's very pretty. And I was showing when I was playing with my girlfriend, I'm like, look how good this looks because I was like, this the sun, the day night cycle slow in the game, yeah. and, and, which is cool. I like that. I don't like the day night cycles that are like really, really rapid. Yeah. And the the way the shadows move on specific things depending on the time of day is really good. The game's really good looking, and yeah. the draw distances are beautiful. The game. Some people have complained about technical issues. I have not had any technical issues with the exception that I got caught in an environment once and I had to restart. Yeah. But the game's always saving like constantly. I'm actually surprised by how like what it saves. Yeah. And like how often it saves, so I yeah. didn't really lose any progress when that happened. And I don't want to excuse that; it sucks that that sure. happens. Um, but yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a really really good game. I really highly recommend it. It's a, it's a nice early year game. It came out at a perfect time. Yeah, totally. That's that's the big thing. And I know a lot of people were concerned about it that it um, it was released or it, journalists got it and critics got it so late, and that's a terrible sign usually. Yeah. But it uh, and that's why when that happened, I was like, Jesus, like yeah. Let's see yeah, what yeah. this thing's gonna be. And I was I was so impressed by it. I was just, so I, I really I really there's so many games I want to play. I still need to beat like Citizens of Earth and Ironclad Tactics and a bunch of other games. But now I'm like really really into this game. Yeah. Um, and so I think between now and like when the order comes out or you know whatever game you're looking forward to, this is a good a good time waster for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if this would have came out in like October, it just would have got smothered totally. between Mordor totally. and AC and Far Cry and Sunset Overdrive. But now, yeah, great example of a game. Getting January, new, having a yeah. chance to read January. Yeah. You can play in the Ides of Feb. Let's talk about another new game, Marty. Yeah. Greg writes in. Greg Rice. No, just Greg. Okay. But he's. it's weird that he sa- he says his name is Gre- beyond Greg, but he puts in a, a question mark next to it. Maybe. Is this like you from the future? He's not. I, I, where I forgot who I am. <laughs> Anyways, Greg says, Beyond. Yeah. Beyond. Hello, Greg, Colin, and maybe Marty. I just picked up Life is Strange today, Friday. I never really heard anyone talk about this game, and I totally love it. Did this game not get good hype? Have any of you played it, and do you like it? Beyond, Greg? <laughs> well, he's, he's confused. He's, he's confused. very confused about who he is. Uh, I've played it. I played it, and I, I take offense that he said it did good, good hype. You were you were the one who came back telling me about it. I yeah, remember and you put it was, up an article. Yeah, and we covered it. Uh, I think it was revealed at Gamescom, and Brian Albert wrote a, a, a you know he sang its praises in a, in a written piece, and we did videos on it. Yeah, came back from New York Comic Con talking about how I liked it. Um, what do you think of the final product? Uh, episode one is uh, good. Uh, I, I really love the premise. Uh, so if you guys don't know, this is an episodic adventure game, uh, sort of uh, in terms of mechanics akin to a uh, Telltale game. Sure. Uh, it's a, a teenage uh, girl's kind of coming-of-age story. So there you get the gone home. Yeah. But uh, it's also about time travel and sort of these weird uh, supernatural sci-fi mysteries and the ability to, well, this is how I handle the situation now. What happens if I go back and choose to do something differently? Right. Rewind time. She can yeah. rewind time. She's the Prince of Persia. Princess yeah. of Persia. Princess of Persia. She's uh, John C. Braid. Did you guys use that as your strap line? That's a we free should one. have. That's, That's a over, really good one. one. Yeah, I don't know. What did you do instead? Uh, I don't know if our review's up. Strangey so strange. Gonna, it was going to be me, and then I got, uh, got sidetracked with oh. things. Okay. I think it's, it's sick. Yeah. And things. Things and stuff. Okay. Um, uh, one qualm I have is the writing isn't. I hate like knocking someone else's writing because I'm like I've never written a game. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, no, yeah. I just it uh it comes off as disingenuous sometimes. My my I played it and I, I was super excited from what you guys talked about. Jumped in when I got my code early. Was playing and like as soon as like they took gave me control and like I looked in her j- backpack. I spent like thirty minutes reading her journal. Yeah, like every page of it and then reading every character. About it. I'm like, this is awesome. This really is good. so cool. And then when I got into playing it, I kept I kept getting that like not that um, like the edge of my mind right there's like there's there's no heart there's yeah. some, something's missing yeah. something's off and i can't put my finger on it yeah. but at times it's, it just feels too mechanical yeah, it's not, yeah. i'm not lost in, in like it doesn't look great in that but that's not what i'm arguing yeah, yeah. about but it's just like 
it feels very, very much like I'm in a game the whole time. Where yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not like seeping into the experience and sure, getting sure. lost in it. Yeah, and it just doesn't. I mean, the fact that you're, you know, this is anchored on a, you know, 15 year old girl. Yeah. Uh, it, it feels like it's very tough to to rein in the voice of of someone going through you know what everyone goes through at that time in yeah. life unless you've been there yeah and I don't know if if the folks that don't not have been there it's a French studio yeah um, these are guys who did remember me yeah they did remember me and they just announced some spooky game too they just showed the title Vampire I think yeah lying. yeah so it's cool that they're continuing to go because of don't like it seems like they're going smaller Vampire Strike yep thank you uh, it seems like they're going. Uh, Smaller. Remember me, of course. There's a really fascinating story behind Remember Me because it was supposed to be a PlayStation exclusive that was then, oh really? That was then that Sony then walked away from and then Capcom published it. People didn't really like it. Um, I thought it was fine. I mean, I played. I beat it. I got the platinum. I got the platinum trophy in it. I mean, yeah. it was. It was. Um, it was a fine game. It it's was a game just, I would have liked to see a sequel of. Of like, hey, fix everything I didn't like about this. Yeah, it's cool. Like, I liked. I liked the protagonist a lot. I like that again. They're concentrating on a female protagonist, yeah. which I think is pretty cool. Uh, it seems like they're t- toning it down a little bit though, and like making smaller games. Um, yeah. And the episodic game, I think, if your game is good, this is the this is and this is the danger. Like, why I'm interested to see how this goes with games like Resident Evil Revelations too, and especially a game like Life is Strange mm-hmm. that is not a Telltale game that is being done episodically. Um, is how this game does because it can be disastrous or very lucrative depending on how people enjoy the first two, one or two episodes. I know that the second episode comes out in March, so they're doing more of the telltale kind of yeah. approach as opposed to Revelations, which is all coming out within a month. Yeah. Um, so that's an interesting and I think dynamic thing. I just hope that th- I want to play the game to see how it feels episodically. Like Resident Evil Revelations 2 to me was that was like a either a well-kept secret or something that they decided to do very late to make more money off yeah. the game. And I want to see if this is one of those games. Or yeah. if this game feels like it should be episodic, because I think a lot of studios are going to start doing this. You know, yeah. I think it's meant to be episodic. Yeah, I don't. The think ending, th- the way they build up sure, and they sure. end on it, it's like this is clearly like yeah. your cliffhanger. Like what yeah, yeah. Happen next time, I think uh, the with the Telltale comparison, the reason those have been so successful is that because by and large, their inaugural episodes are fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, from Walking Dead to Wolf to Borderlands and Game, Game of Thrones, yeah, all they, it just, they, they hit on such a hard, like, awesome note. And yeah, like, all the seasons have had slumps. And, you know, Wolf and, and Walking Dead Season 1 have definitely had slumps in my mind, but it sold me on that first episode. And I'm going to sure. keep playing this, because uh, I really do like the world, uh, but I don't feel like the first episode hit quite as hard as a Telltale game. And I hate making the comparisons to, you know, I hate the crew, like, it's uh, Walking Dead meets Gone Home. Like, I don't like doing that, but but, but I mean, it is. What it, I mean, that's that begs. I do think that begs the comparison. Yeah. Oh, for, yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, what I can say about it is, I, I enjoyed myself, mm-hmm. and I'm going to play the rest yeah. of them. It wasn't like I, I got turned off to it, sure, but it yeah. was just like, eh. But there yeah. were so many parts that were really good to it, and yeah. there were a lot of interesting. Like, I felt like they didn't pull a punch or something on like you know this girl who's hooking up with this guy or like you yeah, know what I mean they yeah. could have done like a real PG way but they made it yeah. I'm like oh this is actually what I think high school I remember high school to be yeah, like yeah and there's like a scene where like one of the girls just like lights up a joint and lays on her bed and it's just like oh like this is the like possibly the most realistic drug use ever in video <laughs> games where it's not like mind altering everything's yeah, yeah, changing yeah. it's just like a natural thing in this world I do like that everybody's got some kind of horrible skeleton in their closet yeah. or whatever like everywhere you go you're like oh jeez guys is, is anyone in this town just normal? surveillance photos yeah. like oh, god damn it people yeah psychos um we've been talking some telltale there mm-hmm. so let's jump over to elijah Steele, aka loco lizard man loco lizard man slithers Wait, lizard in wizard lizard oh slithers in and says <laughs> dear greg colin and do that marty 
That's me. Yeah, he said something insulting. I'd cut it up. Wow. I not really. Anyways, <laughs> I know I'm in the minority, but I'm not a Game of Thrones fan. So the Telltale Game of Thrones game means nothing to me. But I am a Borderlands fan, and Tales from the Borderlands was the best Telltale game I've ever played, at least so far. So why do you think we aren't? Why? Well, why do you think we are getting a new episode of Game of Thrones, even though Tales of the Borderlands came out first? I can't wait for more from Reese slash Troy Baker. Am I saying that right, Reese? Is that what it was? Reese, Reese, yeah, Thank like you. a Reese's Pieces. It's been a while, or like Kyle Reese. Yeah, you remember that? You remember that? Yeah, the creator of the Reese's Pieces. He time traveled. That's what he did. Yeah. In Terminator Genesis. He had to say he, he gets di- here. He there's no die. Terminator. He's like, well, I'll just make Reese's Pieces. I guess. <laughs> I beat that to the punch. Um, why, Marty? What's going on with Telltale? What are they doing here? Uh, that's an interesting question. I was confused about that. As someone who was on the review for Borderlands, I was fully expecting to review Borderlands Part 2 before Game of Thrones Part 2. Yeah. Um, I think it's just, it's different development teams. Uh, I feel like maybe, uh, you know, both episodes of Game of Thrones, maybe they were done quickly. And also it's a six episode series, so maybe the development's a little bit different on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think this is anything to worry about. I think it's just different it's teams. Telltale have, being Telltale, I think. Mean, telltale yeah. being Telltale. And I know telltale going to Telltale. This is the first time I think... Anything's ever lapped another series. When you're talking about like Wolf and Walking Dead, when they yeah, were yeah, like when they were going, they would still they would go back and forth, but there would also be long delays. Like where this. like yeah, like I mean, it's like back and forth. It's like a a, a child trying to walk right. across right, right, a, a right, plywood right. table. Understood in our podcast room. That's exactly what it's like. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think I, I think it's just the the way things are is the way yeah. things are. I don't think it's definitely nothing to. So uh, you're not reading into it that Borderlands fell behind schedule. This happened here. Da, 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 no, da. I mean maybe it did fall behind schedule, but. I'm not too worried about that because okay. I'm like, hey, episode one was fantastic. So take your time. Yeah, as long as the quality's up to episode two, you can. I'm, I'm, I'm a guy. I'm not worried about the I'm lace. I'm a guy. I'm a guy. I'm a guy. I'm a guy who likes lace. Uh, Does this speak to your apprehension with playing Telltale uh, episode to episode? What, you wait for everything usually. Yeah, I usually wait, and I don't care about the Tales from the Borderlands. So I'm not going to play that. But Ga- Game of Thrones is. Uh, I-, I will play when it's done when all six episodes are out. Uh, but yeah, maybe it's a scheduling issue or a scheduling issue if you're British. Ooh, scheduling. Yeah, if you're George or Martin. Railroad. Martin. Railroad Martin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Nate writes in and says, "Greetings, Greg, Colin, and Marty. Yeah, and Beyond from Israel. Beyond, Beyond. I just finished Shovel Knight's story and started New Game Plus. I love Shovel Knight and just want more from Yacht, Yacht Game Studio. And wondered, after that awesome ending and post-credit scene, which we're not going to spoil here, I realized a sequel would be a really cool idea. What do you think? Good luck with the thing you guys are doing, and have a nice week, Nate. They'll do a sequel. Yeah. Uh, the I don't know for sure. I mean, I just think that the game begs yeah. to be, be a sequel. It, it's it's inspired so heavily by Mega Man, which is about it, it. Like Mega Man is self-referential in the sense that it's like it just keeps going Go, over yeah, and yeah. over again. And like the and I think that they have a you know Yacht Club has a great opportunity to um, to make a sequel and improve on the game like Mega Man Two did on Mega Man One. Man, so I can't even imagine how you improve on that. Though. I don't. E- I don't either. I, I still. I mean, I say up and down. Shovel Knight was the best game of last year. I love and it. and I think that you know it's a game. Yeah, it's a game. You know, I and Greg, um, I've never heard of these. Yeah, and I, I, video I, game? I you know it's coming out soon. I think that you know they're a very small studio and they worked really hard on Shovel Knight. And um, I don't really have any inside information for you guys other than to say that you know they're working on porting the game. I don't think that. Um, they'll work on the sequel until they port something else. And I also know that they have a strong desire to do something else. So, sure, yeah. um, so we'll see. But I've talked to them about a possible sequel before, and, and we've had some interesting conversations about it. So um, just in the sense that I, oh, I, I talked to them, really nice guys over there, and was like, you guys should do what Inafune did with Mega Man 2 when, and, and f- going forward when you let the fans uh, design 
the knights. Yeah. Um, yeah and yeah. then you pick the, your favorite ones and you bring them into the game. Because remember that all the Mega, from Mega Man 2 on forever until 9 and 10, I think, um, all of the bosses were designed by people yeah. like that just played the games. And I think that's so awesome. That's a loss on a lot of people that there's like a really cool... Um, not cr- oh, crowdsourcing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What yeah, like synth- like synthesis before that was really possible. Way before that, happened. and like that's yeah. that's pretty extraordinary. Like basically, people would send in their ideas for Quick Man or Air Man or whatever, and they'd be like, "This is really cool." And then Inafune would draw it, that's so cool. like redraw it yeah, to, really to cool. fit the style. Yeah. Um, and so I think that would be really cool for them to do that for Shovel Knight. Yeah. Two. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I absolutely. I do think we'll get a Shovel Knight two, especially. I mean, it's being ported to you know to Vita, and obviously yep, we're getting, very uh, soon. We're getting Kratos or Kratos. Yeah. No Kratos. We call him Kratos. Craters. Craters. Yeah, I didn't. I, I mean, that it's game. Yacht Club games, right? Yeah. Yep, Yacht okay. Club games. He left it out, so I was just making and sure. And those guys, you know, some of them worked at Way Forward, which of course is a studio with exceptional old school pedigree. DuckTales remastered, mm-hmm. and uh, most recently Shantae, which is uh, Shantae uh, Pirates Curse, I think, is the most recent yeah. one. Right? And that game, I think, is coming to Vita too. So they, they just they, you would assume that they're going to make another old game. It's just a matter of whether they make a different old yeah. game. But I would, all, have... yeah, I would also, as much as I want to shovel Knight two, uh, I would love to see them just do something else. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure and there's take that, and take that pedigree or take that sort of like reverence for for the '80s and and not just like in a in a kitschy way, which a lot of people do. Like, hey, it's a pixel art, and you got hey, some you got the pixel arts over yeah. here. Uh, Spider-Man. They, they seem to fundamentally understand what made those games fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's the best part about it is that it's not just a, a uh, like a an eight bit game that's eight bit to be eight bit. Yeah. And. You know, I would like to see them. Yeah, I'd like to see them even jump forward. I would like to even see Shovel Knight Way Two forward. be like a Mega Man X game. That um, would be if Shovel Knight Two was like a 16-bit game. Yeah. Oh man, I mean, Colin, you just did it. But they have an engine. Yeah, club, you heard it here first. Uh, no, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I'm sure that they're tired of. Um, yeah, you got to balance it. Like I'm sure they're tired of Shovel Knight in the sense that they've worked on it for so long. But at the same time, they were overrun with people at PlayStation Experience, like more than any other yeah. indie dev yeah. by far. Yeah. Um, for people so excited about that game, and it's like, well. If you if I were them and I identify that big, we should make the sequel now. Yeah, you know, like and like now, and what, get it out by you know in a year. What if it's a prequel but it's built upon the TI eighty three engine of a calculator? That'd be great. That'd be insane. That's how I used to play Drug Wars. Yeah, remember that game? Oh, man, Drug Wars. Drug Wars. Yeah, yeah Drug Wars. And Mario. <laughs> Rob from England writes into Beyond at IGN just like you can. It says, "Dear Greg, Colin, and Marty, Beyond, Beyond. from Jolly Old England." Oh. <laughs> a couple of years ago, you said how you were expecting Uncharted 4 to be... No, weeks ago. I was like, what? <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, you said how you were expecting Uncharted 4 to be delayed until next year. See, I confused those lines. And then it got me thinking. When it was announced Tomb Raider was going to be a timed exclusive for Xbox One, it was rumored that this was done so it didn't clash with Uncharted 4 on PS4. With the expectation that Uncharted won't be out until next year, do you think Sony are regretting the decision, that should be is, uh, the decision to delay the PS4 Tomb Raider? Or do you think this will get just pushed back more? So he's asking, are, is, did Sony make a mistake? Is Sony regretting pushing Uncharted to, into the Tomb Raider time frame? I don't think that Sony had anything to do with that. I mean, I don't think anyone's pushed anything. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, and also this, like, trust me, this, this, we don't think it's coming out in 2015 thing is just opinion. Mm-hmm. This is not based on educated sort of Greg Miller opinion, is what it is. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. they, they haven't identified a date yet, which is interesting. I mean, I know that when Uncharted 2 and especially Uncharted 3 were like, we knew the dates this far out. Oh, really? So remember, like, the, the one, I like, the VGA reveal yeah. for Uncharted uh, 3, right? When yeah, which was like, 11, 1, 11, or whatever. Yeah. The, the, uh, 
there's, they, they there's, didn't like that. That put them under the gun, and then it was exactly. Like so I, I I agree with you that it's totally possible that that happens. I think that they'll know Probably. more. I think that well, I think that they'll know in September, like really close, like September or early October, they'll be like, we're gonna push the game. Um, I think they're gonna try. I think they're trying. I think, oh yeah, I think I, with I, their, guarantee yeah, yeah. I don't think it's one of those cagey things though, like where it's so, like, like, like with Arkham Knight, where they're yeah, like, oh, yeah. you, of course the game's not coming out this sure. year. Um, but there's a few things in there that need to be addressed. First of all, Sony. The we don't know still the exact nature of that Tomb Raider exclusivity, no. and and I like. To me, it seems like something that Square Enix and Microsoft would have worked out together to, um, with the knowledge that Uncharted might come out around the fall, and that Tomb Raider would suffer on PS4, which made the decision easier to make it an exclusive on the other console because. If you own a PS4 and Uncharted and Tomb Raider come out in the same month and you have $60, you're going to buy Uncharted. Yeah. I, I really can't imagine anyone's going to be like, well, I'm going to buy Tomb Raider. Yeah. I'm not saying that Tomb Raider is going to be a bad game or that the other Tomb Raider is bad. I'm just saying Uncharted is like almost unbeatable. So if the, uh, if this Uncharted 4 game is as good as Uncharted 3 and Uncharted 2 were, then the choice is made. So it doesn't hurt Square Enix or you know, whoever, uh, you know, in terms of the publishing rights for the game. Yeah. But Sony certainly didn't have any say in that. I'm sure that yeah. Sony would like the game as soon as possible. I still don't quite understand the nature of the exclusivity because this was the big story out of E3, which is like exclusive doesn't even mean anything yeah. anymore. You know, like I remember when they announced that and I'm like, they're going to make a Tomb Raider exclusively for Xbox? Yeah. I'm like, that's cool. I mean, that makes sense because they don't have a game like Uncharted. Sure. And even what was really cool was even Phil Spencer was like, we don't have a game as good as Uncharted. Yeah. I mean, he said that. Yeah. Not not those exact words, but that's he said something along those lines. Yeah. Like, we don't have something of this caliber was they basically what he was Uncharted saying. Is. Yeah. So it makes I'm sense. Like Marty. Well, you guys I'm remember that quote, right? What did he say? He said something like I'll that. I'll look it like, up for you. Um, and uh, so it would be cool for them to have that. With that said, I don't think the timing is consequential to Microsoft or Square Enix or yeah. um, uh, Crystal Dynamics. Yeah. So, I mean, it's also funny because we've, at this point, we've seen a lot more. Um, I guess not a lot more. Just because of the, uh, the, the PSX demo, we've seen quite a bit more of Uncharted 4 than we have of to, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Right. Like, we don't know what that game looks like in action. All we, we still have is that CG trailer from E3. And so when is the, you know, if, if that game is a fall game, if it's an October or November game, which I would imagine they're going to try to space it out from Halo, which will, you know, undoubtedly be a November game. Uh, you know, when are we going to get that re-reveal? When are we going to see gameplay? Are they going to wait all the way till E3 and then, you know, have just a four-month preview cycle until, until it gets released in October? I don't know. I found that hard to... Re- believe and we don't have a lot of big events until e3 mm-hmm. yeah. i mean there's pax east but there's not a lot of they're not going to reveal the giant announcement yeah there, there's yeah. gdc i guess you get gdc stuff every yeah like i think a, one of the battlefield battlefield 4 i think had a big and playstation GDC move i found Which the quote rest in peace <laughs> uh phil spencer talked to Eurogamer in august of 2014 quote do i wish i had an owned ip first party action adventure game absolutely but i don't right now and speaking of Tomb Raider, this is one that fits well. Then, I'm a big fan of Uncharted, and I wish we had an action adventure game of that ilk. We started some, and we've looked. We've started some, and we've looked at them, but we don't have one today of that quality. This partnership with publisher Square Enix is an opportunity. Yeah, so it's interesting. It's in that, I mean, he's very candid. He's a good dude. I love I, I respect about him. Spencer. Um, Taking that Shuhei Yoshida. Plus, he brought I Darb yeah. over to Xbox One, which Ooh, is yeah. just, which is that crack. Yeah, I think it's real good. Yeah, yeah, real fun. It's actually a hashtag. I don't know if you. It's like hashtag. Drive club. <laughs> <laughs> we need a hashtag game. Steve writes into beyond at IGN.com just like you can. It says, "Dear Greg, Colin, and Marty, 
My favorite game of 2013, without a doubt, was Gone Home. It resonated with me in ways I never thought could be possible from a video game, so naturally I was elated when it was announced that it was coming to consoles early last year. I was more than happy to buy the game again to support the fine folks at Fulbright, and the allure of trophies didn't hurt either. Fast forward to today, and there hasn't been a single word of the status of the console versions. Do you think they're still coming? As much as I'd love to revisit the Greenbrier home on my PlayStation 4, does releasing a game like Gone Home on consoles in 2015 still make sense, or would Fulbright be better off putting their next game, Tacoma, on consoles instead? That's a good question. Greg. There's lots to unpack. You revealed. I did, up at noon. Yeah. IGN's talk show. Um, I squawk re- show. Squawk, squawk show. Yeah, it's just going to be a bunch of birds. Yeah, the problem was that we revealed it along with Costume Quest 2, yeah. along with it all being part of Midnight City, yeah. which is now pretty much defunct. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casey Lynch is gone from there. A whole bunch of other people are gone yeah. from there. I don't even, Have they officially shuttered the label? I know Majesco had a lot of problems. I don't think. Yeah. I don't know if the label shuttered, but yes, there's, there's trouble. So that's, that's where it's all. They got Costume Quest 2 out, and then everybody who was behind the label really seems like they left, at yeah. least the figurehead, the people we talked to. Yeah, I think I mean, that's the problem, is that Gone Home was going, as far as I understand, after you revealed that Gone Home was going to come to Wii U first, as far as, as far as I understood, and then it wasn't never officially announced for any specific console other than that, I think. But that it was coming to console. Right, right, right. And so I agree, Gone Home is an extraordinary game. And I think a game that good that is also takes place that game also takes place in the nineties as far as I remember. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Super NES. Is um there's no there's no timely or lack of timeliness with the game. Fulbright's not bringing it over themselves, which is why someone else was publishing it. So I don't think um it's really I'm sure it's in their hands, but I don't know if that's like in their best interest. Gone Home did fine on PC platforms. Yeah. I think it can find a home on consoles. Sure. I think Gone Home will come to console. Uh, I think Better that the, I think yeah. that the port must be must have been in progress. Um, I think that it's probably in limbo right now. I don't think that it just needs a home. It needs someone to pay to to, to distribute it. Yeah, you I think the it? reason it was uh, the reason no. you're sort of mentally tethering it with Wii U is because uh, the game was built on Unity, and uh, Wii U had this indie initiative where they really pushed like, hey, like Unity is super easy to develop for on Wii U, and here's the games that are coming to it, and Gone Home was one of them. Yeah. So I think that was the first console was officially, and we all assumed it was going to be PS4 and Xbox sure. One as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like. Uh, Porting games isn't, you know, right-click, save as, and, and change the Be file nice extension. Was, yeah. Um, but you you would imagine that, yeah, that game sold really well on PC. It has amazing word of mouth. Like, why wouldn't they put the time and effort to have a, a porting Someone will pick this? that up and do that. Yeah, absolutely. Whether it's Midnight City or not, because they may may not exist. Yeah. Um, yeah, it remains to be seen. But I imagine Full Bite Proper is still working uh, quite hard on Tacoma. And I don't think that'll come day and date or anything with consoles. No, I mean, yeah, so few of these games are. Like, uh, Vanishing Ethan Carter, which is, I mean, in the same ilk as uh, Gone, as Home. Gone Home, came out uh, a couple months ago. And is coming to PS4, uh, supposedly, first quarter. But, you know, we don't have a date I'm yet, excited so. about that. I'll play that. Yeah, it's good. And, uh, I mean, we've both seen uh, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture and are quite excited about mm. that, which is another game of the same ilk. Yeah. You keep saying ilk. The now. Witness is a... It was an Ilking game. I'm Jonathan Blow, and yeah, I want you to know that. that you should, what you need to be excited for is the Talos Principle when that comes to PS4. Yeah, I heard. I don't know if I've seen anything on. Yeah, uh, I've Everyone heard that name. It, yeah, it's awesome. What is it? It's a it's a PC. It's a walking. It's more like Portal. Where it's a puzzler game, oh, but it's really layered with philosophy in a really good way. So if you like philosophy and Portal, I like philosophy. I'm terrible at Portal. Okay, terrible. So, you should have uh, Greg to take care of the, the portal parts. You, you explain can, the philosophy part You can to explain me. the Nietzsche's. Yeah, okay. That works for me. Absolutely. To Nietzsche right. there. I love that very much. 
That was good. Yeah. You're good. I like you. <laughs> Colin, time for our newest favoritist segment, Worst PlayStation Network Name of the Week. As you know, Colin, yes. you can't change your PlayStation Network name. I know. A lot of people complained uh-huh. about this. We started having you write in with your bad names. Then you would beg Shuhei Yoshida to let you change your name. And then it just became you guys go and play games and send us ridiculous names you see. So that's what we have today from Steven. Steven writes in and says, Gray. <laughs> Swing and a miss right out of the gate. Gray, Colin, <laughs> and Marty. Beyond. Beyond. First of all, let me say that I find myself saying beyond to myself alone in my car while listening to the podcast, and that's not why I'm writing today. (laughs) I personally wouldn't change my boring PlayStation Network name, but playing around on Destiny, I have seen some bad ones. Notably, Fish Fetish and Tart17. That is underscore Tart17. Imagine I gotta bleep that. (laughs) Anyway. I love the show, and we'll miss Colin and Gray. My name is not Gray <laughs> on Beyond, but trust Marty to hold it down. Shuhei like Yoshida, Davis. let these people change their names. <laughs> like Gray Dust? Gray Davis. Yeah. Oh, Gray Davis, yeah. Yeah. I just didn't, I knew who that is. I just didn't understand you. The Gray Davis! Ladies and gentlemen, that's Podcast Beyond, episode 380. Thank you so much for joining us on this wild ride alongside Marty, Colin, and myself. Remember, Podcast Beyond is a product of IGN.com. It comes out each and every Tuesday as an MP3 and video. You can pick it up on YouTube.com slash IGN, IGN.com for the MP3 and the video, the PlayStation 4 app for just the video, and then podcast services around the globe. Uh, Colin and I no longer work here and next week Podcast Beyond episode 381 is our final episode the ultimate the ultimate episode yeah. after my 8 year run on the yeah. show comes to it at close uh, 380 episodes later 380 yeah. weeks later um, so make sure you keep up with us on Twitter I'm Game Over Greggy Colin is no taxation follow IGN at IGN follow Marty at Mick Biggity 2G's 2T's yes Marty yeah every episode of Podcast Beyond ends in a song in a segment yeah. we call Ryan's Wrap Up today's is submitted by Eden the Cat. Oh. Friend of the show. We like that. Does Eden a whole bunch of podcasts on her own. We're always on them. She says, hey there. Just hey. shooting you this message since you were a big help with the promo of Amateur. That was her last album. On Sunday, this is old now anyway, my band Orphan Mothers is releasing their second single, Take, and then parentheses, or Give a Little, off our new album, Hindsight. The album will be out on February 17th and is available to pre-order here. And it's orphanmothers.bandcamp.com. Anyways, I've attached an early cop of the single. Please don't share it until Sunday. We're past that. Shut up, Eden. Hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Eden the cat. She said love to. I've heard the song. I like this song. Okay, good. I'm it's sorry a music video for it as well. This fir- yeah, this is the first time I've heard a song that we've featured before the episode. Mm, wow. I feel like a, a time traveler. What about that one time when I posted an uh, episode whatever and it was just a Beastie Boys MP3? No, I can't stand it. I know you're playing it. I'm on it's great. This water gate. Ah. <laughs> uh, Eden, we love you to death. It's our honor to play your song, Take, parentheses, or Give a Little, off of your new album, Hindsight. Ladies and gentlemen, if you like it, go pre-order it at orphanmothers.bandcamp.com. And until next week, beyond. Beyond. Beyond.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.